1: Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you who come along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the CL Bryant Show. I am CL Bryant, and if you don't get both hours of the show, be sure to. To download free the B. c l bryant show app, and of course uh uh listen to us daily, 12.05 um, until 2 p.m. Every day, the show is on. Sometimes I'm traveling, but the show is on. It's an amazing thing down in Times Square. Uh, I uh, have seen pictures uh, down in Times Square where the Red State Talk billboard is, and the C.L. Bryant Show is on that billboard. Every hour, uh, we pop up there in Times Square, and uh, old C.L.'s face looking right back at you, but there's nobody there in times square to see it no no there there's nobody there it's the most eerie i've talked to a friend uh, who was walking from there to, to the fox studio and uh said that um it's just eerie It's really eerie. And what's even more eerie is that many of us who were not expecting to experience any type of personal economic downturn are indeed experiencing that. On with me now is businessman extraordinaire oil man extraordinaire my good and extraordinary friend mike woods is back with us he's always been a favorite of yours and i think this is the first time he's been with me since uh, we have relocated uh jane and i came up here to colorado uh mike thank you so much for being back on the cl bryant show with me how are you brother I'm doing fine, C.L. It's good to hear your voice. You as well, friend, and thank you so much for being there with me. Mike, let's jump right into uh, this uh, conversation that many people are wanting to have. We're looking at low gas prices, but yet we're looking at also the threat of uh, the Saudis flooding the market. Uh, You and I both uh, have interest in oil and gas. Uh, Mike, give us your prognosis on what the uh, American future looks like as far as the oil and gas market is concerned.
2: Well, it's it, it's turned ugly right now, CL, and and we're in times that uh, are unprecedented. Uh, we have the Saudis threatening to to flood the market with uh, with. Of course, the first question is where does it go? Uh, but we've we've never had a price war where the demand wasn't still there. Uh, you know, and everybody is, is saying how long is this going to last? And and I did some research. Uh, This morning when I came in the office, uh, we've been through three price wars with the the Saudis. The first was in June of 85, uh, and and they drove the price down from $31 to $9.75. That lasted for 13 months. The second price war was in November of 97. They drove the price down from $20 to $10 a barrel. That lasted 17 months. And then the third price war was in November of 2014, where they drove the price from $100 to $27.88, and that lasted for 22 months. So best-case scenario in in the last price wars is is a little over a year. Worst-case scenario is is a couple of years. Uh, But the the, the problem with all this, CL, uh, and I'm looking at the screen right now, crude is trading at $22.98 for West Texas Intermediate. Uh, we're consuming right now about 100 million barrels a day of crude oil. We're saying if this pandemic continues on, that's going to drop to a consumption rate of about 80 million barrels a day. So you're going to have 20 million barrels a day of surplus. We don't have storage for that. Right now That there's about a million and a half barrels of crude oil in storage, uh, and, and our president is going to add some to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve Uh, But in in four months, at at two million barrels a day, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is going to be full. So there's no place for crude oil to go. And and one of the the scary things that I'm looking at this morning, and and we ran into this a few years ago when when, uh, Cushing got full, I'm afraid the price of oil may go to zero, uh, being that they're going to just tell me, shut your wells in. We have no place to put your crude oil. So wow. that's going to be interesting to see that the implications there.
1: Wow. Mike, uh, that may not be, in fact, that is not good news for people who have interest in oil and gas. But uh, talk to the consumer. Uh, what does that mean to the consumer?
2: Well, the, the consumer. I mean, already uh, CL. I don't know what price of gasoline is in, in Colorado, but it's it's a dollar ninety one 91 for regular here in Louisiana. And of course, realize that about fifty cents of that is state and federal tax. Uh, I just bought some fuel here for the farm, at, and I paid a dollar fifteen a gallon for for diesel. Of course, there's no road use tax on on farm diesel, uh, but just do the math. There's forty two barrels. I mean, the forty two gallons in a barrel of crude oil, and if you can buy a, a a processed fuel for a dollar 15 a barrel that that's that's dirt cheap and it, it's getting cheaper
1: yeah um, it really is but,
2: but nobody's driving
1: it really is nobody's and-
2: going anywhere i mean we uh on sunday our church as many churches uh, did we went to this live streaming video and and uh as you know i, I play in the band and so there there were eight of us at church, we had a drummer, a guitar player, me, the bass player, and the minister and the music minister, and, and we had a couple of singers. And driving into church Sunday morning, which is normally bumper to bumper, there's nobody on the road. So yeah. nobody's going anywhere. Uh, you can't go out. You, everybody is, is basically uh, quarantined. And so we're not... Gas may be cheap, but if you're not going anywhere, it doesn't do anybody any good.
1: You know, you're absolutely right, Mike. Uh, up here in Colorado, you can get it for a dollar ninety-nine. Two dollars uh, is probably the average up here in Colorado, and uh, it is amazing. Uh, Mike, uh, talk to us now, uh, and of course, uh, all of this is is blended into the same conversation. But uh, the effects of something like this, uh, from your perspective, if it were to last uh, another three weeks, four weeks, or, or 60 days as some are predicting and maybe longer uh what does uh look into your uh financial crystal ball uh i i know that um i began to hurt with certain uh, things that i'm involved in uh in fact i'm hurting now <laughs> but uh, but just the same what does america look like what does america begin to look like uh in in, in 60 days if this continues well,
2: it, it, anybody in, in the oil and gas business that has debt is, is in serious trouble. Uh, you know, I, I constantly do cash flow projections, and and I I could survive at thirty dollars a barrel. I wouldn't make any money, but, but I could I could survive. I, I'm losing money uh, at twenty three dollars a barrel. The good news is I, I have no debt, and and I've got some cash on hand but I c- I can continue on. But but I continue on. And the problem that we're going to really run into, uh, CL, if if they start telling us to shut wells in, people don't realize you have a, a reservoir energy that pushes the, the oil to the wellbore. When you shut that well in and you, you quit the, the oil moving, you you lose you don't lose that pressure, but the pressure dissipates back into the formation. When you go back to, to flowing or pumping, it may not come back. So that's, that's the one that we're looking at right now of, of, you know, how long is this going to be shut in or, or how long are the prices going to be depressed? I had scheduled uh, five more wells to grow uh, in the next three months. Uh, one of my partners this morning said, we're not going to drill this well because I don't want to bring it online with flush production uh, with these prices. It, it, it doesn't make economic sense. So you're going to see rigs stacked quickly. Uh, you're going to see people in some serious cash flow. I mean, I was looking at Exxon this morning. Exxon a year ago was selling, the stock was eighty three forty nine. This morning, it's $34. I mean, it's – now, Exxon is in great shape because they're sitting on a, on a ton of cash. But if, if an Exxon Mobil uh, has lost uh, 60% of its value in a year, uh, what about the folks that are in the basin that have debt? Uh, it's, it's just going to be ugly. And, and, you know, the great state of Louisiana, let me tell you there's some implications there. There are 48,000 workers in the oil field in Louisiana t- today. In December of eighteen, there were fifty six thousand, and in, in twenty twelve, there were ninety three thousand. So, if you start shutting in wells and and not drilling and laying off people, it, it's going to have a huge uh, impact on, on unemployment in Louisiana, and also on the state budget. Our state budget is predicated on fifty nine dollar crude oil. Well, if it's 22 or $23 for every dollar drop, that costs the state $13 million in revenue. So all of a sudden, we're looking at a half a billion dollar or more shortfall for this year in, in revenue. And what, wow. what happens then? Well, we cut health care and we cut higher ed.
1: Here we go again. Wow. And and in a state like ours, even though I'm living in Colorado now, and Mike, I'm probably bound for Washington, D.C. I'm getting um, invitations to come up there. Uh, and I'm probably going to, to take that just so you folks um, uh, heard it here first. But Mike, in a state like Louisiana, our beloved uh, home state of Louisiana, uh, that uh, depends, life's blood is oil and gas. Uh, and we're already hurting uh, in in many uh, fiscal ways there in Louisiana. Uh, Mike, how does that uh, uh, reflect And I've been defending. I'm still defending the president because this is of no fault as far as I'm concerned of his uh, as far as uh, this virus erupting. But uh, what what can be some political implications of uh, this uh, virus? You know, people hold folks who are in office responsible for their hard times. Talk to us about that, Mike
2: well the 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 thing that has has bothered me throughout all this you know i mean in, in times of, of national crisis in times of world crisis, this is not a time this isn't a democrat or a republican crisis that this is this is a health crisis, and I was at least pleased to see. Uh, today I saw uh, Mitch McConnell come up and say that the Senate's going to approve the House bill with, without any changes. I mean, now is the time for us to work together. It's it's not time to blame. I mean, I think the president has done a great job in responding. Uh, he's he's trying to get you know a trillion dollar plus surplus. You know, we got to get cash into the economy. The Fed has has done some great things with. Um, uh, not only lowering interest rates, but they're they're helping with, with commercial paper. They're putting money in for small businesses and on the commercial paper side. Uh, but it, it's, you know, and he's quickly trying to get cash into the into hands, but it's not time to, to bicker. And I hate that this is happening I mean, during a, a, a political election year because you get those that are going to try to, you know, let's face it, the Democrats are jumping up and down because the economy is tanky. And and, and that, to me, is a tragedy that, that they would like to see the, the economy go into a depression uh, just to defeat our, our president. Um, so I'm I'm hoping that, that this will, will make the folks in Washington and make the folks in Baton Rouge and make the folks in Shreveport, Louisiana, say, OK, this, this isn't this isn't time to be political. This is time for for leadership. And let's step up to the plate and do the right thing. And uh, I think the president's doing the right thing. I think our governor did the right thing to shut the schools down. And there was, and I heard criticism. Oh, he can't tell us we can't go to church and, and. right. Right.
1: <laughs> you know, Mike. Uh, you know, and both of us, uh, folks, uh, listening to Mike Woods and myself, you're listening to people who are unashamedly, unabashedly Christians, followers of Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and our Savior. But you know what, Mike? Uh, the golden rule is, as we have begun to interpret this down through the ages, what Jesus said: "Love thy neighbor as thyself. Do unto others as you do unto yourself." Uh, when, when you when you don't, in my estimation, if you don't go to be a good citizen and and uh, not to spread something that very well, could be spread to harm uh, people who are, um, you know, at, at risk. Uh, I, th- I think that as being the best form of a Christian, uh, in my opinion, but there are some of my uh, clergy uh, uh, friends and, and colleagues who disagree with me, Mike. I, I believe that it is our duty, our civic duty, to be good citizens in every aspect of it. Uh, talk to us about it.
2: Well, and, and I agree with you, C.L., and, and there, with technology today, and, and, and I'll use uh, the church i attend, First Baptist in Shreveport, uh, we are still live streaming uh, on Sunday morning. Now, there's only ten of us in there, three, uh, four musicians, a piano player, uh, the, the pastor, and the music minister. Uh, but we are still conducting a, a worship. Uh, our congregation can still tune in through Facebook and, and, and see the service, uh, and we will continue to do that. We're trying to come up with ways to have Sunday school classes uh, with conference calls and, and through Facebook Live and, and other uh venues. So you can continue to have a uh, uh, church on Sunday. I mean, that's something that you and I have both done all of our lives, and, and I can't get up on Sunday morning without going to church, right. and we'll continue to do that as, as long as, as I have that ability. But, right. but it's it's just different times. I mean, we're all <laughs> learning how to, to do Sunday school different and do church service different, and, and uh, you know, we are developing call chains and checking on all of our members, especially the elderly, you know, do you need anything at the grocery store? How are you doing? And, uh, you know you just have to you have to
1: improvise you know you're absolutely right mike uh, word of god ministries where i attend my pastor uh, uh, james Menace he did the same thing as y'all did over there at first baptist and uh, we we and we're, we're finding what we're doing what this is forcing us to do mike is find new ways to actually spread the gospel in uh, these modern eras and also be assemble ourselves together i like being physically together with my uh, brothers and sisters who who are believers in jesus christ but uh you know when we talk about these uh, pandemics and, and mike i don't think that this is the first or the last one uh to to come our way i think we better get ready for something like this to happen uh rather uh, you know regularly as we go through time but is this really a, a way for the church to evolve uh, does god speak through these type things we're talking now as two christian brothers what do you say
2: Well, I think it does. I mean, we saw increased attendance after 9-11. You know, when when times get tough, people do turn to God. Uh, And it's been interesting, I've noticed, in the neighborhood that I live in, all of a sudden we have a neighborhood Facebook page, and people are posting – does anybody need to go to the grocery store? I'm, I'm going to go, and if you're elderly and are concerned, I will go. So you're having a sense of community that I think we've gotten away from. I mean, one of the comments in our neighborhood was, this is kind of like a small town that I grew up in. I mean, so so people, when times, whether it be hurricanes or, or pandemics or whatever, uh, people do kind of rally around the cause and and. and Become involved with their neighborhoods and become more involved with their church and 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 start checking on on those that that are less fortunate and, and uh, there's there's going to be a lot of opportunities for churches just because you can't go and sit in a pew on Sunday morning, but you can still help. You can deliver food to the elderly. You can you you, can, you know I I see the food bank right now is frantic trying to get volunteers because their Meals on Wheels are suddenly exponentially grown and and so there there are all sorts of opportunities that that we can exercise our, our faith uh besides just going and sitting in a pew on, on Sunday morning.
1: Mike, when we come back, my special guest, Mike Woods, businessman extraordinaire, oil man certainly extraordinaire, and we're concerned about uh, the times, not only in Louisiana but across the world as far as the futures or the uh, price of oil and and, uh, and gas is concerned. All of you uh, should be, and certainly for the consumer, uh, you're uh, enjoying it at the pump, but globally uh, when we talk about an economic structure uh, we're talking about an economy that is indeed built on uh, oil and gas. I'm going to continue a conversation with Mike Woods, both he and I, are in our 60s, and I want to talk to him about that and other things surrounding this current crisis in America today. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. I'm really glad that all of you could come along with us. Uh, To all of you in Louisiana who are expecting us down uh, this weekend to memorialize uh, my wife, Jane we won't be able to do that uh, because of the various things Mike and I are talking about. We had to postpone it, and uh, you know, Jane wanted to be cremated, and so that's what we did. Uh, so her remains are here with me, but uh, I'm sure she's enjoying. I'm certain, uh, an, an existence, a life that we cannot have eyes nor ears to hear or see uh, how good God is to those who have loved Him during this lifetime here on earth. So I'm just happy for her uh, freedom, and uh, we. Want won't be uh, having the memorial service this weekend, and the time will be announced at a future date. I'll be back with more of the C.L. Bryant show. In fact, M- Michelle, remind me to um, notify Hannity and, and all of them. We had some people coming down. But just the same, uh, I'll be back with more of the C.L. Bryant show. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> back with you on this great day in the USA and um, I am saying to you folks that uh, this is one of those times uh, these are those times when uh, we are looking at uh, the impact of the coronavirus on America now coronavirus itself has been around for quite some time but but uh, this covid 19 is something totally different. Um, um bring uh, bring Mike uh, back uh, to us um, Michelle bring Mike back to us. I want to talk to him about um this um being 60 and over and all of that type thing. Um uh, yeah, bring him bring yeah, bring him back up. Um just the same folks when we look at um Canada, the border. How many times have I crossed the border into Canada? It's 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 as routine uh as anything. Crossing, if you're up in that, that, that neck of the woods, you can cross over into Canada and, and believe it or not, I forget what comedian uh put it like this. Uh but Canada, he said Canada is like our, our attic. Um, a lot of neat stuff up there that you've forgotten about. <laughs> and so when you go up there, uh, you're checking out a lot. You're checking out a lot of stuff that uh, you had totally forgotten was was up there. That That's what Canada uh, is like. It's it's like your attic or your basement or something. Uh, there's a lot of neat stuff up there that uh, you never go down there or up there to see, uh, but when you, once you start rumbling through it, uh, you find out there's a lot of neat stuff up there. I used to go up to Canada all the time, Jane, how many times we crossed the Canadian border. Uh, and and it is. A lot of neat stuff up there, but the Canadian border is closed. Coming back with me now is uh, Mike Woods. Mike, I wasn't quite done with you yet. A few more minutes if you can Allow me that. Uh, be gracious enough to allow me that. I want to ask you uh, this. I want to engage in this um, uh, conversation with you. Mike Woods is my special guest. it has been on my show for the last five years that I've been doing uh, radio, and uh, we've built it, and looks like we're uh, taking it on the road uh, again to... Uh, DC here real soon, Mike, and um, hopefully once we get back in a studio type setting, we can do a remote uh, where you sit in for me like you used to uh, back in uh, the early days of the CL Bryant Show. But Mike Woods is my special guest. Has been a friend of the show for low those many years, Mike. Both of us are in our sixties, and uh, it seems that um, we're in that target area of folks who might be um, you know vulnerable to this infection. Mike, do you remember the times when you felt like you were bulletproof? when did you you not feel bulletproof any longer? Talk to us a little bit about that now are we uh, we still looking good? we're still feeling good? Both of us do uh, talk to us about uh yeah. about it
2: well it, it it was interesting when they very first started identifying those at risk and started talking about the elderly and then somebody said, "Yeah, the elderly is anybody over sixty and I thought well i don't feel elderly I, I never I've never really considered myself elderly, but uh uh, it, it is interesting, and, and I guess, uh, you know, the good news is that, that uh, we don't have heart issues or, or other uh, immunodeficiencies, but uh, it's it's scary, that, and, and especially when you see the fact that so many, and I don't know what, what they are doing in Colorado, but, you know, our governor here in Louisiana shut down all the restaurants and festivals and parades uh, early on, and, and there are those, as I said earlier, that have been critical of that, and, and our our local sheriff, Steve Prater, made a great comment the other day. He said, I would much rather be accused of overreacting than underreacting. Yeah. Uh, and, and and as as we go into this um, uh, economic pain that we're getting ready to, to suffer because nobody's spending money, uh, and, and with all the restaurants closed here and the bars closed, uh, you know, the, the restaurants are trying to do takeout. I understand that they've sco- uh, closed all the, the ski facilities there in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's if y'all are still uh, having uh, your restaurants open, the banks here are only doing drive through you, you cannot go in the lobby of any of the banks. It's, it's only drive through. So there's some serious um, uh, quarantining going on, but hopefully that's going to flatten that, um, uh, that curve. And, and, uh, but everything I'm reading, C.L., they're, they're predicting at least a 12 percent uh, decline in the economy uh, for the April to June quarter. And and looking at at best zero growth for 2020, uh, so it's it it has a it has a cost, but hopefully the the uh, the virus will uh, will, yeah. will decline and and we can get back. And when we get back, it's going it's going to be a roaring economy. That that's what's uh, you know uh, unemployment was. A, was it record low uh i mean we gdp was was increasing i mean everything we were hitting on all of our cylinders and then all of a sudden just a, a, a screeching halt so uh it, wh- if it doesn't last too long i'm I'm optimistic that it's going to come back with a with a vengeance uh and i know everybody in business is hoping that because they don't want to lose these good employees but it's really it's interesting to see how we uh how we
1: react. Absolutely not. And these employees were experiencing really good 401k results and uh, that type of thing. And Mike, when we look at what you have just uh, laid out for us, we had a booming, it was booming economy. Let's talk about then uh, the uh, reaction that our uh, economy would have had if we had not had the type of gains over the last three and a half years that we had during this administration. Can you speak to what we would look like if the market had not reached record highs? Mike Woods.
2: Well, we, we were going over 30,000. That was what uh, we were just a few points from, from 30,000, and now we're below 20. So, I mean, the, the Dow has has lost a third uh, in just the, the last couple of weeks. I mean, crude oil has plunged from 50 to 22 in a couple of weeks. Uh, so there's... There's some serious economic pain uh, going on. And, and again, I, I, I hope and pray that uh, that this pandemic will be we quickly uh, uh, overcome or else uh, it's there's there's going to be some serious fallout. And, and, and I think that the president and the Congress are trying to put uh, at least a, a trillion, if not more, back into the economy through uh, uh, through checks to individuals and, and through loans to small businesses. And, and uh, you know, you look at what's happened to Boeing. I mean, Boeing has gone from 400 to 100 uh, in a short period of time. And of course, part of that is, yeah. is self-inflicted with this um, uh, 737 fiasco they've gone through. But, you know, our airlines, they're saying our airlines will be out of cash by the end of May if the government doesn't jump in and, and do something. And, and so you start all the political bickering about, oh, you shouldn't be bailing out this one or that one, uh, but it's so widespread. If if the Fed and and the the, the Congress doesn't jump in and do things, I mean, we we're, we're going to be in a a, a a depression unlike what we had back in the nineteen twenty nine. And unfortunately, you and I weren't around, well, we were but our right. parents were, and, and I heard enough stories. I, I don't
1: want to go there. Absolutely not, Mike. Uh, you know, but when we talk about, uh, the, this, uh, the checks and the, the, the bailout, uh, that basically, I guess what you call it for the American people that the, the president is, um, uh, trying to, to push forward. Mike, a lot of people are saying they just don't see how that's going to work, uh, as far as, uh, sending the working person, the working man, a check. Does that, uh, include people like yourself and myself, or, uh, or is that, uh, just looking at, uh, those who are in the service industry? How does how, how that work? How are you reading that uh, that proposal that the president has?
2: Well, from what I've seen, it, the checks will only go out to people who are making less than $60,000 a year. Uh, but then I've seen those that, that say that but it doesn't apply. Uh, you know, some of the, the, the bills that I've heard, uh, you know, they were going to allow – Employees that, that have, le- or employers that have less than 500 uh, employees uh, have to grant two weeks sick leave and, and have to do uh, so much uh, of their, their pay at, at, a, at a reduced rate. Uh, and and there are those that are saying, but that doesn't apply to corporations. Uh, so, I, CL, I've not seen anything specifically to, to know, and, and you've heard $1,000, you've heard $2,000, but, but I think that because there are so many unknowns, I think that we're going to see just a shotgun approach of just dump more. And this. there are going to be those that take advantage of it. There are going to be those that aren't eligible that get it. And, and you're going to see uh, the politicians come out of the woodwork saying it's not fair that they bail out the airlines, but they did. I mean, there's going to be all yeah. sorts of of, um, yeah. of, of nitpicking and, and questioning. But, you know, uh, to me, when when you're in uncharted and, and there's no question this is uncharted we've we've never seen anything like this uh, in the history of the United States uh, it, again it's better to be overreactive than underreactive so just uh, pour money into the system and um, uh, you know now would be a good time and you hear talk about uh, I was glad to see Treasuries kind of rally yesterday you know the bond market has gone down the tubes oh, yeah. price of oh, gold oh, yeah. is dropping there's no rhyme or reason to what's going on Mike uh, the bond would you market kind of was coming back yesterday
1: would you uh, let me let me ask you this last question I have for you running out of time here but I want to get this in uh for all of those speculators out there uh and, and I've always been coached to do this um would you encourage people now to buy? To, to, to buy. Uh, uh, the airline stocks has always been fragile, but, uh, but just the same, is this a good time for those who may have never dabbled in or speculated into the market? Is this a good time to go for it?
2: Well, there there are those that are saying it is. Uh, I, you know, the, the question is picking the bottom. Uh, and, and, and I don't have that crystal ball. If I did, I wouldn't be doing what I was doing. But, I mean, an Exxon stock at 34 has got to be a, a bargain. Um, I mean, Boeing is not going away. Uh, you know, now there are those that are saying if the government comes in and bails everybody out, uh, they may end up nationalizing all this, and so then you lose your, your money. So I, I would say... I would wait until it, it absolutely bottoms out, It. I don't know where that bottom is, but uh, it, it, it hopefully it can't be much lower. We we have to be getting to the point, uh, because for the stocks to continue to drop, somebody's got to be buying them. I mean, you can't sell them unless somebody's buying somebody's them. Somebody's buying. So there, there are people buying right now. Absolutely. But, uh, absolutely. I, I don't know if, if I would have enough guts to jump in. I, I'm I'm watching my portfolios go down and, and just hoping that it's, uh, it's gonna turn around quickly
1: <laughs> yeah let's hope let's hope that it does the bounce does turn around and uh but listen folks uh the sound advice and the sound words that you've just heard came from my good friend uh Mike woods uh, and all of us including the president all of us in America right now are looking to the future our financial future whether whether uh regardless of your 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 state of finance in in this country right now your financial future is jeopardized and all of us must take to heart what we can and must do to curb the effects of this virus so that we can get past all of this mike I want to thank you so much for being on with me today god bless you god keep you got to have you on again real soon as we hopefully approach the bottom of all of this and and uh, we begin to look toward the the light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you so much. Again, Mike Woods.
2: Thank you, CL. You and your family will continue to be in my prayers.
1: Thank you, Mike. I'm CL. This is the uh, CL Bryant Show. That was Mike Woods. And let me tell you something. Mike uh, is right on uh, the money when we talk about uh, having courage. And you have to have the courage to go out there and risk it, let me tell you something about this Rockefeller uh, in the coal industry. You got to have the money to do it, but you got to have the courage to risk it. You know, he, he lit up the he lit up the the entire planet. You know, because he risk he risked it uh, on this coal oil thing, right? Okay, and it turned out okay. So right now. In these times right now, if you can uh, scrape together the money to invest, friends, uh, and it's just me, you know, I was in finance business for years. I've seen people make a lot of money. I've made a lot of money for people. I've made a little money, but hey, right now, uh, if things are kind of grim, (laughs) the old reaper is out there, it definitely is. And it ain't funny. And the only way I'm keeping my sanity uh, right now uh, is because all of this came down at one time. I'd really like to memorialize my wife and and get that uh, behind us. This has affected uh, all aspects of life. You know, and I'd really this has affected unexpectedly. You're told you don't go to work. You're told you don't go to church. You're told to be very careful when and if you go to the grocery stores. Your children are not in school. Friends, your life has changed. Over literally, literally overnight. And uh, I really like the idea that uh, you have neighbors in uh, your neighborhood. Uh, I have a daughter that will call. If she's going to the store, going you know, to be cr- around close. Uh, she'll call and see if I need anything, right? But I'm one of those guys. I mean, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to get anything, I'm going to get it myself. And, you know, I am. But it's great to have friends and neighbors and children who are there for you. That's what community is all about. That's what loving uh, your neighbor as yourself is. Is all about. That's what doing unto others, you'd have them do unto you, is all about. But I am saying to all of you who might uh, be thinking about the American future, it's going to roar back. Unless we begin to experience a wave of Germ attacks on the world population that does spread to America. That's the only way that we as a nation don't come roaring back. I'm reminded of something uh, my uh, producer. Michelle was saying to me uh, the other day about uh, something, I think it was Zuckerberg. I'm not really sure. And, of course, Zuckerberg and all of the people, all the usual suspects have been on with the president uh, to see what we can do to uh, better this situation. But Zuckerberg actually mentioned uh, something about uh, warfare being in the virus arena. Now, of course, when people are locked in their homes and uh, staying home, what do they do? They get on apps. They get on social media. And um, Zuckerberg's uh, the world. They don't have to lift a finger to make any more money. But it it reminds me that uh, what we have been able to conceive, to think about, to imagine, well, um, the amazing machine uh, uh, mechanism that God has placed in our heads, uh, this brain, this mind this human mind can perform it if it can conceive of it. If the human mind can conceive of something. And uh, I I would love to get into that uh, discussion about the tower of Babel and, you know, and all of that type of thing. But if it can conceive of something, that's how awesome it is. We we don't tap into, I think it's something like a 15 to 20%, 25% is is awesome. If you're doing that much uh, of our brain capacity, And and the conception, the things that we can conceive of in the mind that you are uh, contained in that body of yours that one day will be liberated, as my wife has been liberated now. Uh, But um, it will be set free to become part of who knows what type of great mind that is, existence that is. We talk more about it when I return with more. Was worth saving
0: so you came and changed my life you thought I was worth keeping so you cleaned me up inside you thought I
1: Up for America, then Americans stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you, God bless America. I do the best I
0: can, always in the head.
1: Yes, I do. That's D-Rock, I Am An American. Alone, I was able to lend my voice to uh, uh, his uh, song there, I Am An American. Uh, stand-up Americans. It's time for us to stand up right now. C.L. back with you. Coast to coast, border to border. C.L. Bryant show is what you are listening to. Coming to you from high up in the Rocky uh, Mountains and uh, glad to be with you today. My special guest earlier was Mike Woods and he was letting us know, uh, according to his expertise, that uh, we're hurting. The Americans you know this. You have Heard uh, this? You have been uh, um, here these last few days. If you're here now, you, um, you're probably here the last couple of days. <laughs> you were just born, <laughs> but but just the same, you've seen a transformation, haven't you? Yes, you have. You've seen a transformation take place in your everyday life, especially if you live up um, in Michigan. Up on on the border, they're in Michigan, and people who border Canada, you know, Niagara up in that way. Um, (laughs) The border is closed. President closed it, and uh, rightly so. The best way to uh, avoid all this and to stop all this, it does seem, is to isolate ourselves from one another in ways that uh, we hadn't really um, wanted. That we're we hadn't thought about this. Two weeks ago, do you think your life would be like it is right now? Um, today is um, the, th- the third week anniversary of my wife um, passing. And uh, two weeks ago, I would have thought that uh, I would actually be traveling at this very moment to Louisiana to memorialize her. Those were my plans. Those are my children's plans. Those were the plans uh, of many of our friends and loved ones who were going to join us in our church family, our friends and loved ones uh, who were going to join us this Saturday for her memorial service. Those were my plans a couple of weeks ago. Even a week ago this day. Was still planning on going to Louisiana a week ago. This day, even though we were hearing about the coronavirus and all of that, a week ago, our plans, my plans, were much different than they are right now. My plans were different. And I'm sure yours were too. What does that say? When we talk about um, the idea that Christ introduced to each and every one of us about our lives, he made us aware, certain that we knew that tomorrow is not promised to any of us It cannot be promised. And the reason for it is because all of us and those around us have choices. Are you hearing me? Choices that alter the course of uh, certainly human events. But many times... Uh, choices, the type of choices that we find ourselves making are certainly against the will of God. And even though you may be praying toward you know a certain end or this and that, uh, but you're outside of the will of God, uh, that then does not change or the direction uh, that you could have been on through your prayers and supplication. Your choices many times derail good intention. Even even in making the... uh, Intentions, even in in having good intention, you are still running through a field of decisions that do, can, and have altered um, certain things that could have happened to you. Differently. It, it, was, it ultimately boils down to you. Now, there are many things, of course, in life that um, happen. Um, and I won't say dry long. So I don't, I don't think I don't think that's the right uh, way to look at it. Things don't I just don't think that things happen. Um, just just. All you know, just without cause. I think there's cause to everything, and that's the that's the 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 one loop. That's one weakness in the creation in the um, uh, Big Bang theory, as opposed to creation. Is that everything has a cause, except the cause? Himself. Everything has. A. A beginning. Except the one who. Is able to say I am that I am. That's my. That's my. um, Theology. That's my. uh, Take on. The. You know. Eternal God. The one who is. uh, Able to say that unlike any other existing being I am but the rest of us we fall prey to our choices and the strangest thing about uh, our relationship with our creator is that in my discipline he gave us the ability to choose, which is an awesome, awesome responsibility. And right now, and I can only speak to Americans because I am an American, and uh, I have never been a citizen of any other nation but this nation, America. Travel many places, but I uh, have only been a citizen of this nation, America. And I can say to you right now that our choices are of the utmost importance that we make. We cannot make frivolous, silly, ideologically based decisions. Uh, Those decisions that are based upon emotions rooted and grounded in ideology. We have to make choices now based upon principle toward our fellow man. That's what being a good neighbor is all about. That's what loving your neighbors, I said on yesterday, uh, is all about as you do yourself. Now is the time. And and I cannot, I could not disagree um, more Uh, Then I disagree with with uh, uh, certain pastors uh, and friends of mine, friends of mine have been saying this, not just friend but friends of mine are so dogmatic in uh, the way they feel about, uh, you know, not being shoved around by big government and all that. And and, hey, I get it. I understand it. No, there is no bigger tea partier than me. (laughs) Okay, All right. I mean, I mean, there are many who are right there with me, but there are none that exceed me. I am an original tea partier, original grassroots uh, person. There are many who are there with me, who have been there with me down through the years. Freedom Works is one of those places. But, uh, there, but uh, so I get it. I, I get uh, the idea uh, that we don't want to be bossed around and shoved around by uh, the government. I understand that. But it takes. But that is an ideology as well. That is an ideology. But the principle that exists between human human beings put aside the political ideology, and we began to look at. We began. We must begin to examine what is good principally, uh, in a principled way for us to respond to our fellow man. Well, there's much for us to talk about. Um, All illegal crossers uh, are being returned as they should have been from the very beginning as far as I'm concerned. Um, The Army Corps of Engineers, Deploying to New York, they're in deep trouble. They're in New York City. Uh, The government plans, um, predicts 18 months, pandemic. Wartime factory order is being uh, issued out. Um, Experts in the mortuary business are also concerned. And we're going to talk a little bit about this on the other side of the break. You think that um, we were talking about um, oil reserves being glutted, stacked up, and oil uh, prices going to zero. Well, <laughs> this, my friends, is not good news at all for many businesses, certainly not the oil and gas business that we in Louisiana um, you know it's our lifeblood but it's bad for a lot of businesses the martuary business is one I'm going to talk a little bit about that when we come back um, the pentagon is prepping two navy hospital ships for virus response this is serious much more serious than i had anticipated it being And what is most serious about it is that it is still something we don't fully understand. It's more than the flu, but yet the professionals uh, don't say it is. It's weird. We'll be back after these brief words with more of the C.L. Bryant show. Everybody throughout the Fruited Plains of the Greatest Nation on the face of the planet the greatest success story the world has ever known and that is uh, America this is the C.L. Bryant show and thank you so much for coming along with me as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant show and uh, hey it is a great day in the USA in spite of everything that is going on and it's because of people like you who are going to make certain that you keep a stiff upper lip and And we trudge right through this as we have other things and other times before now. Uh, I believe our country is blessed by God from sea to shining sea. And I think it is time for us to make the choice that we are going to move forward and whatever it takes as a citizens of this nation, we are going to make sure it is preserved. But of course, the question. Question comes up: How do you fight virus? How do you do that without uh, seeing population decreasing and and uh, communities being harmed by um, you know it being wiped out? We want to avoid a situation where that comes about, right? Well, of course, certainly we do, and we will avoid that situation. But we must be realistic, however, about the effects of uh, this uh, epidemic, this uh, pandemic uh, on our world and particularly on our America, on us here. Let's look at um, right now the possibility and, and... And it's again, this is not Donald John Trump's fault that this is happening. I think that we are blessed to have him at the helm right now uh, that we are having to go through this other than someone else. Yeah, that's the blessing. You know, you just be glad that he is at the helm of this instead of someone else. Think about this. There is a possibility that we can go from the best, best unemployment rate that this nation has ever seen to right at the worst. Uh, Mnuchin uh, is saying that um, Steve Mnuchin, our um, Secretary of Treasury, has raised the possibility with the republican senators that the us unemployment rate could rise to 20% without government intervention because of the impact of the coronavirus according to people familiar with the matter now Mnuchin, uh discussed the scenario with the lawmakers on uh, this past tuesday and um Proposed, of course, a trillion dollar economic stimulus. Now, this does play right into the hand of what I was saying in my real talk. Uh, they follow me on Twitter at Rev, R E V C L Bryant. Follow me on Twitter at Rev C L Bryant. I was saying that the bad news for you would be good news for them. Them? Who am I talking about? Democrats. My guest earlier, Mike Woods, we were we talking about this. They almost seemed giddy. They almost seemed happy. Look, Schumer had nothing more to actually talk about until this happened. <laughs> Are you paying attention? Are you paying attention? Schumer had nothing more to talk about until this happened. And now he comes out and he uh, just reels on how uh, the president is mishandling this and how he was slow to act and all that kind of thing. When, um, you know, hey, he's been up there in Washington, D.C. a lot longer than Donald John Trump, hasn't he? And all of this stuff that he talks about had been broken and all of this kind of thing. It was broken on his his watch. Pardon me. It's it's, it's happened on his watch. And um, (laughs) pay attention. But if the jobless rate, if the uh, unemployment rate goes from its lowest to a high then we're talking serious <clears throat> 20% oh man that is serious rise in crime crime rates are dropping because people are working Um. Uh, it's it just it just breaks my heart that uh, anxiety levels were going down now, they're on the rise, of course again. and of course, if you're a shrink, um, hey <laughs> you're, you're in the money, <laughs> you're I mean you're in it because uh, the do- oh, unlock, put the shingles out if you're a shrink, yeah. And, folks, um, we look at clo- with the, <clears throat> the uh, border there at Canada's close. 86% of infected people with this virus, the prediction is, the study is showing, have been, are not diagnosed. They're undiagnosed. 86% of these cases. And we're talking this going far beyond 60 days which is 2 months we're talking about now this perhaps going 18 months friends that's serious that's big time serious Well, what do we do? We begin to spend money faster than socialists can do it. What are we wanting to achieve by spending this money? We want to maintain our standard of living, our standard of life big problem we may run into is this. Without the American worker working and taxes being paid and this can become global, you had better get ready to hunt rabbits <laughs> are you are you hearing me if people can't work government doesn't have any money the money comes from you and if government is giving you money so that you can survive sooner than later. Government runs out of money. Now, here we go. Now you wealthy folks out there. I mean, really wealthy. I mean, people who have money, you then become legitimate targets in the eyes of many so, what do you have going on? You have a paranoia that is setting in when we talk about American, America and Americans. There is a paranoia that is uh, there. Oh, it's, it's traveled from the back of the mind now. It's mid-mind now in the minds of those who make and pay, make money and pay taxes. There's a paranoia that is going on now. And um, friends, pardon me. Friends, when I think about um, the far-reaching effects that this can have on our society... we may not have even thought about what this can do now what if we get into this germ uh, stagnant type of um, existence before I left in the last uh, hour I mentioned to you that um, even though my wife uh, her remains were cremated and I have them. I have them here with me. Uh, and I, to tell you the truth, I even though I've never been a crema- cremation type of guy, I'm really glad that uh, that Jane talked me into um, that. Although it was her life, her body, you know, uh, you know that she, she wanted to dispose of. So that's how she wanted to do it. And um, but I'm glad because we have not been able to have the memorial service and I am not um, just stressed out that I have not been able to bury her body but what um, what happens though to those who had loved ones that they were planning funerals for we were talking about how oil and gas reserves are beginning to stack up oil prices could absolutely go to zero there are other things that can actually stack up in this country and bodies is one of them do you realize that if we get into a a virus uh, stagnant type of existence in this country just how that affects the mortuary business as well Brief time, was in the mortuary business, brief time, uh, myself, many years ago, many years ago, uh, with a fellow by the name of uh, Roy Terrell, there in Shreveport, Paradise, Metropolitan Funeral Home, yeah, is uh, where I was affiliated with. And uh, sometimes we'd have, um, you know, it's, it's huge business because regardless of what's going on with us who are uh, still inhabiting the land of the living regardless of what goes on with us people still die and uh, you have now uh, an environment that we are all in a part of that is beginning to ask questions about what do we do about this and bodies may actually become one of those things cremation may actually become a thing yeah and latter day um, memorial services may actually become a thing do you see how your life is changing right before your very eyes and it's no fault of your own. There's nothing that uh, that we know of that we did to cause this. I tweeted out a little bit earlier. Um, it is a great time to have faith in your Creator, God. Yeah, it is the only peace. It is the only peace that um, you can find is in your faith. Yeah. In times of earthquake and there has been this this earthquake this huge earthquake in Utah which is right across which is another state across uh from us from where I am right now in these times of pestilence and earthquake it is the the only hope the only peace of mind that I have found. Is in my faith in the Creator, God Himself, and my belief, trust in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son. Yeah. And so there are a lot of things that can be um, affected over time by this. And 86% of people infected with coronavirus. The studies are beginning to show now are undiagnosed. And if that is so, friends, if that is so, the Journal of Science uh, has said 86% of people infected with coronavirus are walking around undetected, according to a study released just this past Monday by the Journal Science. Now, if that is so, friends. And and I don't have to raise the alarm. You should be alarmed. If that is so, then the time frame that we are looking at, as far as things shutting down and being shut down, is actually much, um, the possibility is much longer. And again, I have to go back to money and spending money. The federal government doesn't have any. You, the American worker, we, the American citizen who work and pay taxes, th- that money comes from us. And when you start talking about trillion-dollar stimulus packages and the American worker is having to stay home, friends, that is a lose-lose scenario and proposition. That cannot win on any plane in any Uh, theater that cannot play that just does not work so buck up look at this directly in the eye for what it is and understand that life as we know it truly may have changed but Don't go screaming down the street hysterically waving your hands in the air yet. (laughs) I know that there are people who are on the edge right now. The kids are home. They can't go to school. They don't know what they're going to be able to do as far as feeding everybody. Uh, I don't think that electricity and gas and water and that type thing is going to be cut off. I don't think so. Uh, I think you're safe there. But still, anxiety is setting in. And it won't take much to have someone go screaming down the street hysterically because they lose it. That could happen regularly. (laughs) I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. If you don't get both hours of the CL Bryant show, be sure to download free the CL Bryant show app onto your favorite device. It looks as though, um, this medium digital medium is very well becoming the norm and will be, for some time. I'll be back after these words. Thinking back over the years, folks, C.L. Brian here, the C.L. Brian show. Thank you so much for coming along with us. But thinking back over the years, folks. Pardon me. <clears throat> I can't help but think um, about just how, you know, far. Um, I, I have come as far as job opportunities and things like that is concerned. But and and I remember a time when I didn't have a job. I mean, I'm going back thirty. Jane and I were living in California, in Pomona. By that, by. Um, in fact, Pomona, California years ago, I'm going back um, 40, 40 years uh, now um, and we were in Pomona we lived in Pomona, California, it was very nice out there then, it's not it's not so nice out there now, but Pomona was very nice then and um, I had lost my job because times were kind of tough back in the late 70s uh and early eighties. That's when I was out in California, uh, 79 to about 85, 84, 85. I was out in California and times were tough. I remember gas lines being wrapped around, uh, gas stations in California. Jimmy Carter was, um, about to be ousted by Ronnie Reagan, um, as president of the United States. And, um, I, 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 I didn't miss my job. My point that I'm getting at is I didn't miss my job until I didn't have it to go to. I didn't miss um, my work until I didn't have work to go to. And um, I know that there's frustration, there's boredom. Uh, that's that's going on in American homes right now. But uh, don't let yourself sink into despair. Max Licato, I was quoting him the other day, and I agree with him. We cannot allow ourselves to sink into despair. Yeah, it's going to get better. It's going to be better uh, for us. And the the fact of the matter is, let's just be honest here. The fact of the matter is we will... Learn. And we will evolve uh, from this, as we always have. There is such a thing as human evolution. And and I'm not talking about I'm a creationist. don't don't get me wrong now. I am a creationist but there is a such thing as such thing as human evolution we evolve in just about every situation that we find ourselves in you move into a new house you evolve into that home huh whether whether you move up or move down in residence you evolve into that neighborhood or that home you have to evolve into it huh and those who cannot adjust are usually those who have the roughest times in life, those who have trouble uh, uh, evolving, adjusting, or or, or having the understanding that that's what life is about, adjustment, because things change. If there's anything that's certain in life, if there's any one true thing in life, it is uh, things change all the time. In, in just um, about the 30 minutes, things will change for me. I will uh, get off of the radio and I will put another hat on. Things will change. I'm not certain if I'm going to go out and about in my car today, although Jane is gone uh, now and ex- experiencing a, a life unknown to me, an existence that I cannot even imagine. So I, I have this choice. Uh, back to that again. I, I have this choice to make whether or not to get into my car that, to tell you the truth, Jane and I are the only people... Maybe one or two other people have ever ridden in my car since we've been up here in our car. And of course, we have the other, the, the SUV, you know. So I have to make a decision whether to get in my car and go somewhere and get some, I need to get an axe. Yeah, I, you know, I need to ch- chop a little wood. But I don't know if I, 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 I want to do that. I, or do just just make out the way it's supposed to be it's supposed to snow up here uh, tomorrow and friday. Uh, I don't know what that's going to be like, uh, but it's going to be snow. And and so uh you know, hey folks, when we when we think about uh just how our lives, all of our lives have been altered and how they are altered, then friends, we always take into account that You don't miss your water until the well runs dry. I had a job, a good job, but I didn't miss the job until I didn't have it to go to. I didn't miss going to the job until I I didn't have the job to go to. Ain't that the way it goes? What kind of adjustments are we going to have to make? And unless, if Mnuchin is right, unless the feds, uh, the the government, the fed does something itself extraordinary, unemployment that has been at record lows could go to uh, highs that we certainly did not suspect we would see just two weeks ago. Are you hearing me? And that's what I was saying. Two weeks ago, life was rocking along rather smoothly. We were coming out of that impeachment debacle. You know, two weeks ago, for me, I was uh, the most melancholy and sad that I could have possibly been. I had just lost my wife. Today, this day, marks uh, the third week anniversary of of her passing from this earth into eternity and two weeks ago friend let me tell you I was reeling reeling with grief and you know and the thing about it is you know you don't know that tomorrow's not promised until it it really happens to you, and the thing that you had planned, even though it was best laid plan, it, it goes awry. Isn't that something? And so, next week this time. What does America look like? Are we um, under martial law? That could happen. Next week this time, what does America look like? Because last week this time, I was planning on uh, being in Louisiana today. But because a restriction on crowds that was not in place there was no mention of uh restricting uh crowds at this very time last week but this time this it's there now in fact tomorrow a week ago is when we started thinking to ourselves wow this could be something that changes our entire outlook and plan. And, and, and unfortunately, even though you are a successful president, like Donald John Trump has been, in every way you can possibly imagine, he has been a successful president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People tend to take it out on the leader. And, and that's all a part of our need to blame somebody for our misfortune or what we perceive as our misfortune. We blame, we need to blame somebody. But in this case, if this virus spreads, we can only blame ourselves because we've been told The virus is, has been, and it has been been in the White House. Mick Mulvaney is self-quarantining himself. Uh, Gallup poll, as I was saying, uh, the president uh, is down, I think, four or five points in his polls. Gallup poll says he's down from from 49% to... um, 44%. And um, hey, we're still talking about somebody's got to pay though. Even when we're talking about mortgages being delayed. Well, somebody's still got to pay. Eventually somebody's going to pay. And you and me, the American citizen, worker, the American worker, we're the people who pay. If we can't go to work, the federal government does not produce any revenue. We do. The price of oil is almost flatlined. Talk about... uh, a commodity that's a living dead right now, especially if the Saudis do what they're threatening to do, and that's flooding the market with oil. We're talking about the price of oil going to zero, the state of Louisiana going into absolute panic, and young people in the state of Louisiana saying, why would I stay here? But then you have a travel ban going on saying that, um, you know, you need to shelter in place. Well, it's not going on everywhere, but it could happen. Folks, our worst nightmare could happen. We trust God that it doesn't. But what if it does? What does that mean to you? I can tell you one thing the land of the free and the home of the brave has to be just that you're free to protect yourself and you're brave enough to do it from what can come down the pike in times like these make no mistake. These are interesting, interesting times friends make no mistake mistake now the president has doubled down on um, Chinese virus label (laughs) the Chinese ticked off at the president because um, he calls it the Chinese virus and the president continued to point fingers at China for the coronavirus outbreak, referring to the COVID-19 virus as the Chinese virus in several of his tweets. Uh, Is this indication that the love affair with the Chinese has come to an abrupt end? (laughs) And it's so weird. Let me tell you why it's so weird, folks it's so weird because 2 weeks ago, 3 weeks ago um I mean going back maybe 2 months ago we had almost a, we had a, a a french love affair going on with the chinese it was torrid. it was torrid yeah and we had their, the little lapdog, uh, the North Koreans. We had Kim Jong-un pretty much, uh, you know, holding him at bay. And uh, also friends, I'm sure, of the Chinese. The Iranians, we, we were thumping them on the head pretty good. We had them pretty much thumped down. The president was riding a, a, a tide that no president in his in, 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 in his little time as he's been president, three and a half years, Has been president? No president has ridden that kind of wave. And then, all of a sudden, though, that comes to... Not that the president's still not doing a a fantastic job, and he is. But I don't know. I mean, I just uh, feel as though it's just so suspect... And I don't believe so much in coincidence, but it's coincidental in time, isn't it, that this should be the situation just three weeks later. It's not, it's not as though this is something that we saw uh, crumbling and falling apart. No. Our American economy was building, growing. It was booming it was roaring down the track. And then I'm reminded of a biblical passage in Revelations where suddenly the bottom falls out of everything. The price of gold, everything goes to nothing. What can cause such a thing? Sickness. 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 Sickness can cause such a thing. If people can't work, governments can't function. If people are simply in a survival mode, governments cannot function. And government can expend its resources as far as its resources will go. But eventually, government runs out of its own resources. And we pray that uh, situations like you saw in Venezuela, and that's why I say that uh, Donald John Trump is perfect uh, for this situation. He doesn't need to steal any money. He has plenty of money. (laughs) He has plenty of money. Perfect to be at the helm of this because he wants above all to get back. To an economy that's booming so that not only we, the people, and we as an American people, but he as a businessman and his business interests, his friends, can start making money again. Everybody, whoever's making money in America uh, signals a time when all of us can. Do you understand that? Yes, it signals a time when all of us can if one of us can make money in America. So let's get back to that. And I'm glad that he's um, still present and will be president of the United States. But what will we look like a week from now? Who knows? A month from now. Where will you start to put the bodies if this goes much further? I'm C.L., Back in a minute. You thought I was worth saving.
0: So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside.
1: Stand up for America, then Americans stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can, always in the helping hand, and for the flag I stand. Well, the Canadian border is closed, and um, you are most likely somewhere... Um, trying to avoid contact with other people if you are living in our world today and certainly in our America at this point in time. Bernie Sanders, on the other hand, and of course Bernie is still himself. He's 77, 78 years old, uh, trying to avoid uh, people, possibly himself, and maybe even avoid um, his campaign because um, after the losses that he took and the behind kicking that he got (laughs) all because of you I might add last night uh, or the other night the other night from um, Joe Biden uh, Bernie is Bernie is going to go and um, reassess his um, presidential campaign and he should. The one thing that, uh, if there is no other message, if there was no other message that was sent during this Bernie Sanders um, charge, he 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 made a charge up the hill, but he was rebuffed. He was re- he was he was turned. It, it was it failed. Pickett. <laughs> Ber- Bernie's uh, Bernie's charge was very much like Pickett's. <laughs> I mean. It was over open ground, uh, right into enemy fire. And uh, the enemy that Bernie was taking on fire from was not only uh, people who he thought were on uh, his side and the party that he was running f- for, but uh, certainly from just about every other American, Republican or Independent. They didn't want Bernie that message uh has been sent so his his charge his pickett's charge bernie sanders pickett's charge is over i do believe and the same but see the the same thing that we were saying about uh uncle boiney i mean uncle joe um a couple of weeks ago we're saying about boiney now now, Bernie may not have any uh, primary wins in this past week, but I tell you something, Bernie does have. Bernie has delegates. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> this Democrat National Convention, the DNC Convention, is going to be I'm I'm really considering going. And um it's going to be so historic in my opinion that you you just almost have to be there. So I'm really considering uh going to the uh DNC to the Democrat National Convention and uh setting up booth there, setting up shop there and uh, feeding back to you. But, of course, we have no clue where we may be, even with this virus, by by then. We have no clue where we will be. I have no idea what uh, press or press um, uh, passes or, or I, don't, I, don't know. I just don't know what to um, say about that. But I plan to go. And I'm certainly going to be at the Republican National Convention. And um, that's going to be historic as well. And it's going to be interesting to see what Trump's message to the American people once he you know, gets the nomination again and, of course, uh, runs for his second term. It's going to be very interesting to see what his message to the American people is going to be as well. And so um, interesting times in front of us, especially with the n- lack of knowledge of what, you know, to really expect from our lives next week. You may have a pretty good idea of what uh, your coming weekend uh, is going to be like, what your week, what your weekend is going to be like. You probably have a good idea. But, but, but what, what about after Sunday? where do we go from there? What about after Sunday? What would that next Monday, what's that going to look like? I have recommended and I recommend to all of you to sit your families down and you all need to talk to one another. I know that uh, right now, because so many Americans are uh, having to stay home and be around one another, uh, there are indeed... um, Differences difference is in the way uh, we are housed or the way, not housed, but uh, the way we are um, relating. Yeah. And folks like Joe Biden said, you know, turn the record player on. <laughs> yeah you know and uh you know m- make it a teachable moment or something like that yeah turn on the hi-fi and um <laughs> but that's the, i mean all three of the candidates they're they're over 70 years old but It brings us closer together and let that be the way it is. But what I'm saying is make this a time when uh, you get to know, catch up on who you're living with. And folks, I'm saying that because Lord knows, I I, I wish I had uh, just uh, my Jane back from four months ago. Yeah, from two months ago. And we started our trek when we decided to, to, uh, two and a half months ago when we started our trek up here. You know. If I could just have her back. But then that'd be very selfish, wouldn't it? Because I know she's uh, enjoying a life, an existence beyond my comprehension. And she certainly doesn't have to deal with any coronavirus. But I do. We do. So, for those of us still here in the land of the living, still able to touch, see, and feel your loved ones, you be certain to let them know that you love them. Because tomorrow and if there's anything about this uh, situation that we find ourselves in with this virus if there's one thing that you should certainly <clears throat> take from it is that tomorrow is not promised to anyone and the reason for that certainly stems from our own choices yeah you can take that all the way back to adam <laughs> uh tomorrow wasn't promised to him either, and the only reason that it was not is because of his choices so take that to heart um d n c uh d n c uh, gets his wish. <clears throat> this is what the president is saying. The DNC gets its wish. Um, Bernie has given up. That's what the president is throwing out there. Um, president Donald Trump claimed Senator Bernie Sanders, independent, independent, I might add, from Vermont, has given up just like in 2016 and will soon be dropping out of the race to be the Democrat presidential nominee and that of course will leave Uncle Joe Biden with the possibility of Andrew Cuomo being drafted. That's right, you heard me say it at the twenty twenty Democratic National Convention. Thus causing it to explode even more <laughs> they're gonna need somebody other than uh Joe Biden. Because almost daily, Joe shows that he's nuts. (laughs) But almost daily, the Democrats show that they're nuts. So maybe he is their man for their hour. Mm, God help them. Is all I have to say. And God help us, because once a political party like the Democrats uh, totally flake the way they are, it does make room for uh, flakes to fall off of uh, other parties and other organizations as well. But of course, the question is, what do they become? What fills that vacuum? What fills that void? And there are plenty of politicians, both uh, conservatives, so-called conservatives, and uh, left-wingers who I know would love to see a political revolution in this country. And so uh, if the Democrat Party uh, folds and Joe Biden will – or Bernie Sanders, whoever – between those two gains the nomination between those two will preside over the demise of the Democrat party. In my estimation, they're going to have to draft someone like an Andrew Cuomo or someone like that. They're going to have to draft someone at their convention if they want to survive. You heard it here first on the C.L. Bryant show. And I will, of course, replay this (laughs) when the convention goes into its um, brokerage. So we'll all keep an eye on it. We all know that... um, um, We will get through this. We certainly will. We'll we'll pull through this. Um, But we must be cognizant of what it takes to pull through. So what does it take? It takes our vigilance, and it takes our loving our neighbor as ourself. And so watching out for them the same way you watch out for you is the way Christ would have us do it. And so you uh, continue to be careful. Um, Don't sink into the abyss of despair. Um, Help and hope are here. And both are continuing underway. I want to thank God for our... Uh, Time here together, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL and my heartfelt desire uh, for this country, for you, your families, and certainly for the president of the United States, Donald John Trump, our state and local officials. We pray for all of them. May God bless and keep you all.